Welcome to the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast. Our goal is to equip you with the knowledge and tools you need to make lasting changes in your health. Society has trained us to think that Western medicine is the answer to long-term health, but this approach only treats symptoms and never addresses the root cause. Without a new approach, our community will experience unnecessary sickness and suffering. We teach the functional health model to educate and empower listeners on their journey to a happier, healthier, and stronger life. My name is Paige, and I'm a certified holistic health coach. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Alex Arguello, doctor of chiropractic and functional health practitioner. Join us as we unpack some of the most pressing health challenges facing our community today. Welcome back to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. We are continuing our series on detoxification. And so last week we talked all about how the detox system in your body works, what it's supposed to do, how it's supposed to function. And then this week we're going to go through kind of how things can get off course and why this is such an important topic to pay attention to. Yeah, so what goes what goes wrong or you know why do we need to to focus on our bodies being able to to detoxify is really what today is going to be about. So um, we've said this before, but we basically live in a toxic cesspool of an environment. Yeah. We are constantly exposed to toxicity. Here's a quote from Dr. David Jockers, who um, if you like to read stuff on your own, his website, drjockers.com, is a great website. He's a functional health expert, chiropractor. And he says, human health in the 21st century and beyond will be based around our ability to limit exposure adapt to environmental stressors, detox, and heal. Mm. So he's basically saying, if you can't limit your exposure to toxicity, if your body can't adapt to the environment that it's constantly in, again, that cesspool of an environment, if your body can't detox, detox then there's no way it's going to be healthy. There's no way it's going to heal if it's, if it's sick. So huge deal. Yeah. Huge deal. So we need to obviously avoid unnecessary toxins, if at all possible, which I think probably isn't a huge deal for people that listen to our podcast. I don't, we probably don't have a bunch of people that smoke and excessively drink and, you know, take a bunch of, um, medications and stuff. I think people that listen to us are trying to avoid those things that, um, for the most part, and even the medication thing are only taking things that are necessary. They're always looking for more natural ways to do things. But even if you're doing that, um, you still are going to be exposed to a ton of toxins. Their body's going to be just full of full of toxicity yeah. and it's very tough to to not be full of toxins just the way that our world operates yeah just in an industrialized society mm-hmm. so we we know now that there's over a hundred thousand known industrial chemicals in our immediate environment that we can be exposed to a hundred thousand a hundred thousand things all that you're trying to avoid all of these darts say, that are coming at you are all of those like toxic or pretty much yeah, well, it's so when it's industrial chemicals, my understanding of that is these are things that have been altered in a way where mm-hmm. they were, were not natural to our environment. So there's something that, that is kind of man-made you can think of. So anything that man-made is going to have some form of toxicity. Sure. You know, it's going to potentially harm us. But then, so researchers have now found through a bunch of different studies that the average individual, and this, so this includes somebody in their 80s, 90s, even all the way down to babies. Um, that are that are newborn, at least 700 known toxins have been found in the human body. Mm. 
So not all 100,000 of those <laughs> things um, are in the body, still a lot, but 700 known toxins can be found in the human body. It's something like they did research on umbilical cords, and I think I've referenced this in the past, but it was over 200 toxins found in umbilical cords. Yes. So yeah. Even babies in the womb exposed to a ton of a ton of toxicity. Right. Um, if you remember, last week we talked about how um, many toxins love fat, so they have an affinity for fat. So that they can be found in our skin and our adipose tissue, vital organs that have a lot of fat around them, um, especially the brain. Brain's made up of a lot of fat. So there's just some some vital stuff in our body that. It's a scary to even just think that those chemicals are lurking around your brain. Like your brain yes. is is something. Yes, you which is a huge topic, yeah. and I can't remember exactly if we've ever said anything about it, but we have what's called a blood-brain barrier. It's supposed to te- protect us from things getting inside the brain that's not supposed to, similar to our gut lining, protecting our bodies from something outside the body getting inside the body. But just like we can have leaky gut, your blood-brain barrier can get damaged enough to where now you would have what people call leaky brain. Hmm. And when you have this leaky brain, then now toxins can get inside the brain that are not supposed to be there and cause a, a bunch of different problems. So Yikes. yes, very, very scary. So we talked a little bit about the bucket theory last week. And this is just, a, again, it's a theory, and it's just kind of a simplified way kind of to explain it to, you know, um, professors in the lab are not going to be calling something the bucket theory <laughs> probably, right? But sure. for the layperson, it's a, it's a good way of understanding this whole toxicity thing. So what it is, we can think of our cells, our tissues, even our entire body um, as little buckets, right? So these buckets are constantly exposed to toxins and toxins are coming inside those buckets. And then hopefully if our body is detoxing properly, it's getting rid of those toxins. That's just how it's going to work, right? We can't completely eliminate all toxicity from coming inside of our body, inside of our cells. So toxins come in, toxins go out. So actually, and in, in I haven't been super into the whole cancer world and what's going on there um, probably in the last at least five or six years, but I used to look into it a lot. And one big kind of term in the cancer world is, is called auto-intoxification. So it was, it was a theory of why can- cells, normal healthy cells turn cancerous, and it's because they they become toxic and they basically toxify themselves. Mm. And it's because we're, they're exposed to a bunch of toxicity byproducts of just chemical reactions that they're going through are also producing those are a form of toxins but they the toxins can't get out of the cell so toxins are coming in they're producing toxins internally and then they can't get out so if a cell gets too toxic if the toxins build up in these buckets too much then now they can turn abnormal and start to grow like like cancer so, so again it's super important that the detox process is working correctly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So toxins can come in and if toxins can go out, that's a, that's a huge part. Now we're going to be focusing on kind of the efficiency part, right? How efficient is your body at getting rid of toxins? But you can think of the first thing really to allowing your cells to be efficient at eliminating toxins would be limiting the amount of toxins that are, that are actually coming into the body. So just like we talk about the body getting overwhelmed, whether that's mentally or emotionally, physically, it can just get overwhelmed if you're throwing too much at it. Well, our cells can get overwhelmed with toxins if we, even if they are pretty efficient at getting rid of them, if you're just throwing so many at them, then eventually they're going to become inefficient at getting rid of toxins. So now you have suppressed the ability to detox and you're throwing more toxins at a cell, then that's going to be, again, something that's going to cause a, a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, a simple but um, kind of 30,000-foot view, I guess, of what happens, how a body gets toxic. 
But if the body does become toxic, what are the biggest signs of basically your body not detoxing very well or you're overwhelming it with toxins and then we need to do something about both of those things right. more than likely? Yeah. Even if you're not toxic, we're always talking about limiting toxins. Yes. Because right? that, that buildup can happen at any time and people have different susceptibilities. So even if you're not fo- a lot have a lot of toxins in you now, if you start to put a bunch of toxins in you, who knows how, what kind of problems you're you're going to have. But if somebody is not detoxifying very well, here's some signs. So I have the five biggest things here that result from poor detoxification. The first one is, and I don't necessarily see these as in order, but this first one probably is the, the most important, a dysfunctional immune system. And the reason I say it's the most important is because immune system issues can lead to so many other things, just from the inflammatory process that we've hit on a ton in this podcast, which leads to all kinds of other chronic diseases. It can lead to autoimmunity. It can lead to cancer, susceptibility, all of these things when you have a dysfunctional, even something like just allergies and asthma, if you have a dysfunctional immune system, can cause a lot of suffering in people. So when you have a dysfunctional immune system, from toxicity, one of two things typically happens. Either the immune system starts responding to these toxins, which is the more common way, I would say at least at first, by upregulating, so more immune system activity, which if that happens, then that means it's going to lead to lots of inflammation in the body. So we've talked about the difference between acute inflammation and chronic inflammation. Acute inflammation is good. We want inflammation to happen. Like if you sprain your ankle, we want the body to bring inflammation to that area so that healing can happen. But if it turns chronic and you always have, even if it's low level or an extensive amount of inflammation, then that's going to lead to a, a lot of problems. Again, chronic diseases happening in the body. So if you have this dysfunctional immune system because of lots of toxicity, then you're just setting yourself up for lots of immune system activity and lots of inflammation happening, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is going to, um, again, lead to, to lots of suffering. So that's one side of the dysfunctional immune system. The other one is probably more understandable. Um, it's when your immune system basically suppresses or is underactive. Uh, the first one, overactive. Second one, underactive. And sometimes it can just be it's overactive for an extended period of time, and then it just kind of get, gets overwhelmed or, or um, wore out, and then it starts to be underactive. And when your immune system is underactive, then that's when you bo- your body won't be able to fight off pathogens very well. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, super susceptible to colds and flus. That would be like the lowest level of it. Or if you get those colds and flus, you, it leads to pneumonia. You know, you might be sure. hospitalized. We've seen a lot of this in the last couple of years with the yeah. COVID thing when people yeah. have this kind of low level of immunity when they get exposed to a virus like the coronavirus, then they have a lots of, of problems. Um, so pathogens would be one thing. The underactivity of your immune system means that they're not even really able to detect the toxins. So they're not going to get rid of the toxins in any way. So the toxins are just going to be able to store up in the body. And then that leads to what I've already said about cancer um, susceptibility. Mm-hmm. These toxins get inside your cells. They yeah. kind of avoid your immune system. And then it leads to um, lots of, of cancer cells building up. And I think people have probably um, heard enough about cancer to know that a big part of cancer we used to just think cancer was fully genetic, like you would have um, genetic susceptibility and then you, you, so you didn't like catch cancer like you would catch a cold, like people think, but highly susceptible because of your, of your genetics. And there is a genetic component, but most of it is what, what environment are you putting your body in? And then can your immune system overcome the poor environment that you're in, right? So if you've been exposed to a bunch of chemicals because of the environment that you're in, 
you're going to be fine from a cancer perspective if your immune system can come in and find those abnormal cells and deal with those abnormal cells. But if you're exposed to a bunch of toxicity and your immune system is dysfunctional, then now, again, you're t- that's a good recipe for, for cancer cancer development. I've heard something like 90% of cancer these days is caused by environmental factors rather than genetic. So it's just, I think people are starting to realize that, but like I've talked to my mom about it and she, maybe it's that generation or whatever, but she just doesn't yeah. believe it. It's like yeah. she doesn't believe 90%. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is comes because the research is, is typically medical research is really far behind. Um, yeah. And that's not necessarily something they can do much about because research takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time. You have right. to have an extended period of time where you're, you're looking into things. But how, you know, big business, I would say, has affected the um, not just the medical community, but research, medical research community yeah. is people pay for research that they want to show their products or whatever they're they're wanting to, to sell as being beneficial. So if it's just about environment and, hey, we need to get rid of toxic chemicals or we need to encourage people to not be exposed to toxic chemicals, that doesn't do anything for somebody's coming up with a cancer treatment. Right. Right. Yeah, totally. So thankfully, we have some of those things that can save people's lives or prolong their lives in some cases. But really, it's about, again, the internal environment or the external environment that you're putting your body into and can that internal environment adapt as opposed to I'm just going to get cancer at some point in my life because mm-hmm. of my genetics. So mm-hmm. we better pay a lot of money to have all of these yeah. treatments and stuff in case I get it, yeah. that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that, again, is medical thinking versus functional right. health thinking. Yeah, so back to the hopefully. basics there. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Second thing would be skin issues. Um, mm. And this is huge because so while the functional immune system um, is maybe a little bit harder to see or doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense, that would be related to toxicity. Um, skin issues is probably for me one of the first things that I learned has something to do with toxicity. So um, some of my mentors, this was you know eight, nine, ten years ago, would always say if something's coming out of the skin, that means that there's something toxic in the body that the skin is trying to get or the body's trying to get rid of through the skin. So there's it's not that that simple, um, but there is a lot of truth to that. So like when organs, liver, kidneys, those type of organs that are the primarily detox primary detoxification organs liver trying to get things through to the stool to be able to eliminate um, through your stool, kidneys trying to get things to the urine to be able to eliminate that way. If those things are blocked up or if they're being overwhelmed and the body knows that this toxin can't stay inside me, then that's when stuff will start to come out of the skin. And that could be dry skin. That could be just skin discoloration. Mm -hmm. It could be just bumps on the skin. Um, And of course, any kind of rash um, that's happening on the skin hives especially it's just a reaction of something that the body's Mm. saying hey i don't want this in me sure trying to get it get it out of me the bumps thing is huge because that i see a lot of kids um i don't see as many anymore um, pass those on to to dr andrew in my office but um a lot of kids would come and they would have a lot of the bumps on the back of their um, arms or back of their legs and stuff um and i think most kids have them now so it's seems to be a, a normal, normal thing to happen, mm-hmm. but it's a sign that the body's trying to push something, something out. Mm. Um, so yeah, looking into what that might be, typically that's a food allergy type thing. So, which is a form of a toxin. I mean, the, the food sure. allergy, if the, if the body's determined it to be foreign and that's a, something it would see as a toxin. So mm. trying to get those things out of the body. So, so interesting. Yeah. So pay attention to those things. Right. Right. Skin is a huge one. It's one of the first things that show up 
with, okay, there might be a toxicity problem. Right. And not something super serious. Like we're not going to get into, you know, heavy metal toxicity. We're not going to get into um, even biotoxins like mold or something like that. We're just talking about you're exposed to a lot of toxins, probably something in your food. Yeah. Maybe something in your house that you're living with that the body is sees us for and it's trying to get rid of it, right? So we want the body to be very good at identifying those things and then trying to uh, eliminate those things as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And skin issues is a sign that the body's trying, but probably needs to some upregulation of just your normal detoxification systems. Sure. Third one would be gut issues. Um, toxins are some of the main things that come into our digestive tract that cause inflammation. Right, because um, you're eating all kinds of food. And that's, and it goes right to your gut and all of these things could be on your food or in your food. Yep. Yep. So you can think pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, all the different sides that come into the, into the body through your, just your normal food. Again, you're eating an apple, which is a healthy, real food, but it has all these chemicals on it. Um, Additives, preservatives. Coloring. Colorings. You know, all of these things um, are toxins and you know, if you if you ate perfectly organic and all real food and you just had one form of a toxin coming inside your body, that's like say you ate perfectly and then for some reason you drank diet diet coke, <laughs> right? That's a toxin that's coming inside you, but it's probably not gonna do a ton of damage because it's the only toxin that's coming inside you, right? That never happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, if somebody is drinking the something like that, that yeah. yeah, somebody's doing something like that, they're having other toxins that come inside them. Totally. So just think it's it's just a bombardment to the digestive lining, to the gut lining of toxin after toxin after toxin. Mm-hmm. And again, a lot of our immune system is there, so it's able to identify and say, okay, this is foreign. We're not gonna do, we're not gonna allow this in. Um, or if it does, we're going to mount a response to try to keep any sort of um, long term or, or systemic damage from happening. But one of the main things that these toxins do is they slowly chip away at the digestive lining. And then that's when we, we get to the, the whole leaky gut conversation, right? Of yeah. your digestive lining being more porous or open to things getting inside of it that are even normal, but they get it outside of your gut and inside your bloodstream. And now they become foreign because they're not necessarily supposed to be there mm-hmm. in that form. Mm-hmm. So yes, leakiness of your gut can absolutely be caused by toxins. And then that's going to lead to bloating. That's going to lead to constipation, diarrhea, just overall poor digestive um, function. And the significant problem with this, though, is, is if our guts, is, it's also one of the primary ways that we detox, right? So we're trying to get, bind up these toxins and then get them to our digestive tract to be eliminated. So if you already have poor function there, if you have leakiness of your gut, or maybe that's led to constipation where you're not actually eliminating, then now you're being exposed to a bunch of toxins at the digestive level. And then the thing that's supposed to actually get rid of them is not working properly. So now again, you kind of have this double whammy mm-hmm. that lots of toxins coming in, continually damaging the gut. And then it's the thing that's supposed to get rid of them is not actually working sure. very well. Yeah. So the yeah. gut issues are again, is another big sign of toxicity happening. Last two, weight gain, probably everybody's favorite. Mm, yeah. Another name for toxin, um, not all, but s- a lot of them can be called obeso, obesogens. Oh, what? Not a common <laughs> term that even I use, but obesogens, basically meaning that <clears throat> a lot of these toxins lead to obesity because it's disrupting the human, human metabolism. Hmm. In animal studies, and this is independent of calorie intake or energy expenditure, so regardless of how much they're actually exercising, toxins have been shown to cause rats to gain weight. So even if they're eating a very low-calorie diet 
and they're exercising. So the whole calories in, calories out thing, maybe they're taking in less calories than they're burning off, which is how most people think that weight loss happens. It's not that simple, but they've shown that even rats that are doing that, if they're full of toxins, they're still going to gain weight. Okay. Which is super interesting. Right. So the theory on this is that the body wants to try to protect the other vital organs of inside of it. So it'll actually hold on to body fat, body fat cells, so it can have a place to store the toxins because if it got rid of it through weight loss, then it would actually have to store it in vital organs or, you know, it would just stay in the bloodstream oh, and those type of I things. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So even if you're working really, really hard at trying to lose weight, if you're very toxic, mm-hmm. then the body's not going to let you actually lose, lose those, that weight that mm-hmm. you want to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So those things can go in tandem. Now you still want to try to lose weight. But you also want to figure out, okay, is my detoxification systems working properly? If they're not, then we need to do something about that so that you not only can work hard in those, you know, exercising and diet and those type of things and losing weight, that you're getting rid of toxicity. And sometimes if you aren't even doing those things, but you start upregulating your detoxification systems, then your body will just start losing weight because it doesn't need to hold on to it anymore. Because it's holding on to it for the purpose of... There's a lot of toxicity here. I don't want to get rid of where it's it's stored yeah. to get out into the bloodstream and those type of things. Hmm. So it gets rid of the, the fat and the toxins at the same time, Okay, which is good. Yeah, it makes sense. It's very interesting. The body knows. It knows what it's doing. It's very smart. <laughs> very smart. Last one <coughs> is, and this kind of goes along with number four, but it's even some things that are separate. This is hormonal imbalances. So many toxins are what are called endocrine disruptors. So um, they throw off your normal function of your endocrine system or your or hormonal system. Mm-hmm. So things like estrogen dominance, meaning you have too much estrogen versus progesterone. There has to be a balance there. If you have estrogen dominance, it's going to cause a lot of different um, issues, serious things like PCOS, endometriosis, those infertility, those type of things, um, just to even like um, cramps, you know, pain during menstrual cycles, abnormal menstrual cycles, heavy bleeding, those type of things. So sex hormone dysfunction can happen if you have lots of toxins, specifically endocrine disruptors, which those would be like plastics, BPA, phthalates, those type of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then adrenal issues can also be caused because a toxin is just a form of a stress. So it's going to upregulate your stress chemistry. And then lots of stress chemistry will lead to adrenal issues like HPA axis dysfunction. Um, and then even neurotransmitter issues. So serotonin, dopamine, GABA, all of these you could think of them as neurohormones, for, so hormones for your brain. Uh, they're called neurotransmitters. If you have a deficiency in these things, or if they're, they're not just the, the whole system's not functioning properly, that will lead to things like anxiety, depression, sleep issues, even migraine headaches, those type of things. Or, or significant mental health issues like bipolar, schizophrenia, those type of things can all be traced back to what's happening with your neurochemistry. Um, all of that can be due to the buildup of toxicity, specifically in the brain. Right. Which is back to that whole leaky brain thing. If you have mentioned. damage to your blood-brain mm-hmm. barrier, then mm-hmm. these type of things can be abnormally affected and cause lots of problems. Wow. So there you go. <coughs> Bad news show again. I was going to say, what I'm hearing is basically like, I think we covered every like major complaint that people have about their health. Like yeah. inflammation, gut stuff, skin stuff, yep. obesity, like so much is connected to this. Yeah. So it's a big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, to not leave what we talked about last week, hearing all that, you you might think, oh man, I got to go out and do 
master cleanse or, mm-hmm. you know, I need to go yeah, out and find some, some big detox, detox product. Right, right. Making sure you're doing the normal stuff that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Not bringing in a lot of toxicity through your diet, you know, personal care products, cleaning products, avoiding bringing in more toxicity. And then next week we'll get into like more specific things of what we need to do to upregulate liver detoxification. How do we, you know, get a sweating better? All of those type of things. Mm-hmm. But to just support the body's normal yeah. function that yep. it knows how to do or it should know how to do. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So definitely stay tuned to next week's episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you guys have any questions about this, we would love to address them. Definitely let us know. And we hope that this was helpful to you. Um, don't forget about our upcoming webinar on November 6th. That's going to be all about gut health. And so if that's something that you have some symptoms of or you just want to know more about, um, it's free to register. So the link will be with the description of the podcast. And we will talk to you next time.